Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Haley from Body Works Fitness in Sigourney, Iowa. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have you here to learn more about what you do at your fitness facility. But really, before we talk about that, tell me why, you know, why did you decide to take over this business? How did you become gym owners? Um, so I got in the fitness industry about honestly 10 years ago, um, just straight out of high school. I started working at a gym while I was in college. Um, and I grew to really love it. I feel like fitness really changed my life for the better. Um, and I helped run the gym with my boss at the time. And I just saw what it did for the community and how it just brought people together. Um, and then when I became a nurse back in 2016, I, um, and I moved, so I kind of got away from it for a little while, but I still worked out on my own. I just wasn't teaching classes or training or anything like that. Um, and it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to provide um, that kind of facility in the town that I live now with my husband. Um, and I reached out to a gym owner that owned the gym here in our small town about a year ago. And I asked him if he would ever consider selling. And at the time he wasn't interested, but um, he did reach back out to me this past January and asked me to purchase his gym that has been there for about 12 years now. Um, and I said, of course. So um, I'm back in the game, I guess. Um, it's been a hot minute, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of maneuvering my way around, you know, this business industry of fitness and um, slowly getting there, I guess. So yeah. So Haley, are you still doing the nursing thing as well? Or is the gym kind of your full-time gig right now? I am. I'm a nurse manager at the hospital. Um, I was a traveling nurse for about three years, but um, it all kind of happened at once. So we decided to um, buy this gym and then I decided to take an internal position at the hospital that I was at. Um, so now I'm home every night and we get to work on what we love on my days off. So um, yes, I'm, and the end goal is to kind of just not work as many hours at the hospital and kind of focus more on the gym, but obviously that's not that's not something that can happen right off the bat so yeah so right now you kind of get the best of both worlds you get to to work yeah. both obviously that's kind of exhausting but um it is what it is for now for yeah. our listeners um what I would love for you to do Haley is just kind of give us a, an elevator pitch of Body Works Fitness tell us who you are what services you have to offer obviously all gyms are a little bit different so paint a picture for us of Body Works so obviously we've only had took over ownership April 1st of this year. So we aren't where we want to be right now, but um, over the past three or four months, um, we have um, basically created a space that um, can um, accommodate like many age groups. Um, so we have like different levels of the gym where like this week we have like a senior center where seniors can work out. And then the basement is like the main gym area where we have 
it's a 24 hour site. So a lot of like high school people go there, you know, middle age, um, all walks of life go there at any time with it being 24 hours. Um, and then we recently started um, group fitness classes. Um, so we have spin class and body pump at our facility. Um, and we're soon gonna be offering yoga and body combat as well. But um, we um, are going to have personal training and nutrition coaching eventually. It's still in the works, but um, it's gonna be probably within the next few months, um, we'll start to offer that. Um, and our goal is just to provide a space for everyone to go where they feel comfortable, you know, getting healthy and it's a clean environment. Um, and whether it be with group fitness or if you just wanna work on your own, we just wanna to cater to every walk of life essentially, so. Yeah, so you're looking at more options to better serve your community that way, no matter what somebody's looking for, they can kind of come in and get after it. Um, yeah. now currently you offer kind of a 24 seven people come in, they do their own thing, mm -hmm. they leave and a few group fitness classes, which group yeah. fitness is a great realm to get into because there's a lot of people that can only be successful in a group model. They exactly. need to be working out with other people. So you're tapping into a really great market right there by offering that. Um, currently, like as you guys stand, how many members do you have in the facility? We have about 97 members. Um, and our goal is to get to like around 125, um, within this next year, which I think is attainable with our group fitness classes. Um, and then with personal training coming in too, I think that we'll get our numbers up hopefully. Um, but it's just a waiting game, you know? So, yeah. Growth is something that like most of us want for our business. We want to be able to help more people. We want to be able to make more money. Um, but it's kind of a tricky thing to figure out in this industry because people aren't just like waking up in the morning saying like, ah, I want to go to the gym. Let me go find a new gym to go to. Um, so it's, it's tricky. Um, but I definitely think, you know, you're at around 97 now, you know, 125 is very, very close. You're only about 30, 35 people away from, from that first goal. Now, big long-term goals, like how many members ideally do you think that you can fit into the facility? Um, so right now our facility is about 2,400 square feet, but it's like divided into three different levels. Um, like I mentioned with the senior center on the main level level, and then um, the basement um, is about, I would say about probably 1200 square feet. Um, okay. And then the upstairs is another 1200 or so. Um, so it's kind of like choppy, but there are rooms, there's like rooms to grow. So like, and we're pretty lucky. So the, the building that we're in is part of the city um, and it's actually the veterans building. It's kind of confusing. They call it the Memorial Hall. And um, we, so we're able to like that. So the city would like us to stay there because they want to have like this fitness industry in our town. So um, they're kind of like, they're more lenient about like letting us do what we want essentially. So um, we had talked about there's some rooms in the back that are not being utilized. And there's probably like another six to 800 square foot just in the back of these rooms. Um, and they're completely empty. So we are going to open up those back rooms as well, eventually to put more equipment in. Um, and then obviously with the group fitness classes, I feel like that'll flood some of the, um, population, you know, to, to there instead of being in the main gym area. But right now when there gets to be like 
15 to 18 people, it, it gets pretty crowded, uh, as you can imagine. So that's the goal with like the group fitness classes is kind of like flood some of that population back upstairs, you know, um, and um, you know, I definitely feel like with the town that we live in, so we live in, it's like probably like a 2,800 people live in this town. Um, I feel like there could, our number should be a little bit higher given that we're really the only larger gym in a 40 mile radius. Um, but we just have to be able to, you know, offer more to the community, I feel like, than just a facility, you know? So, right. yeah, I think, you know, you have the right mindset there is like, we need to be able to provide like the ultimate place for people to come work mm -hmm. out. So they like really truly see that they don't have any other options. So can, right. you know, have, be all encompassing. Um, everybody's going to want to come to us. And so also, you know, you're 24 seven. So being 24 seven, you can cater to other markets, you know, people that are working shift work, um, they're working overnights, they want to get in a workout super early in the morning or really late at night. Um, we can cater to those people. And in a lot of smaller communities like this, there's a lot of people that are working jobs like that. Um, and so, you know, ideally, even if we had 125 members, we're never going to have like, there's never going to be a day where all 125 people show up to work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so that's why I love the idea of like, hey, we can really, you know, pack in. Um, we can really like look at our memberships and really kind of pack in a lot of members um, because they're mm -hmm. never all going to be there at once. What are some of the things that you guys are doing right now to aid that growth process and, and welcome, you know, get new faces in the door? Um, so our main focus right now is the group fitness. Um, we have, so we have a Facebook page, um, and we've been kind of like catering to, if you're a member, like you benefit the most from the classes. So like they'll get the first choice on like, say, cause, um, you know, we only have so many spin bikes. Um, so like there's going to be a member sign up week and a non-member sign up week. So, um, some non-members may not get, you know, a spot or a bike or, um, you know, a spot in a class. Um, and then members also get discounts if they sign up for multiple classes, they get discounts on the classes versus non-members to begin with, but then they get a 20% discount on top of that. So it kind of like, you know, makes it more appealing for them to just be a member. Um, okay. And especially if they're taking classes. Um, and then also when personal training begins, um, I'm going to do um, a member rate and a non-member rate. Um, and we'll, we post that and we're very active on social media. Um, and just basically, and then we also take pictures of any time we do, mm -hmm. we bring a new piece of equipment, take a picture. Um, all of our renovations that we've done so far, we've taken pictures of and just kind of like shared it to Facebook. And then we've shared it on our personal pages as well. Um, and we have not yet started a website um, just because I wanted to have more to offer to build onto the website. But now that we do have a little bit more, um, I am looking into getting a website. Um, but so right now we just have social media platforms to promote our, our page and our business to get more members in. Um, so yeah, yeah. kind of, we're still, we're still starting out though. I mean, we've only been in it since April, but it's just a lot to deal with, you know, but yeah, it totally is. It's hard to figure everything out. It's hard to figure out how to like, what are the right things to do? Because everybody's mm -hmm. telling you something different, but let me tell you, you know, from my experience here, and I talk to gym owners, like literally all day, the number one way to reach clients is through social media. Um, I know so, it's crazy. Yeah. 
So right now you guys are doing this organically, right? So like people yeah. are, who are your followers are seeing this, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so how do you, like, have you guys ever done any sort of digital ad on Facebook or Instagram to reach people who are not already following along? Um, so we run ads on Facebook and then we like promote our page a lot. Um, and then we have it set up for like Facebook automatically just like runs ads for us. Um, and so like, I actually, this morning I was scrolling through marketplace and I saw our ad actually popped up on marketplace even. So, um, yeah, I mean, we haven't, we don't have an Instagram yet. We just have Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, but that'll probably will happen in the future, the near future. Um, but we've had a lot of luck with Facebook. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the number one tool right now is like, Hey, (laughs) we're going to run an ad campaign on Facebook. We're going to, you know, put out some kind of offer and it's going to bring us in clients. Um, and right. you said that's worked for you. For you guys, like how beneficial has that been? Like, are you guys bringing in a steady flow of like new leads through your social media or is it kind of like a roller coaster, like with highs and lows? Um, I definitely feel like we've, I mean, the first month alone, we probably signed up 10 members or so. Um, and with, with a few of them being like our close friends, so I wouldn't really count all 10 of them, to be honest, but um, we probably have on average at least three to four people sign up each month since April. Um, and we've had, I believe, four cancellations since April. So, I mean, our memberships versus our, you know, non-members are definitely more um but um obviously there's always room to grow but I I feel like right now too is probably the worst time with it being summer months it's warm people want to be outside you know um so I'm just kind of waiting until the colder months to see how our members are actually gonna memberships are actually gonna increase but yeah it's tricky to kind of it's tricky to kind of figure it out like I said like initially when we started this conversation like People don't just wake up in the morning wanting to go to the gym. No, so, I wish they did. No. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, it would make this this industry a lot easier. Um, and so it's just a matter of like, hey, how do we advertise this gym? How do we pull people in? Because, you know, there's still people working out, even though it's a hot month, even though people are traveling, they're still working out. And so yeah. we have to figure out like, okay, how do we get people to see the value in coming in now right. versus waiting till you know, the end of August when the kids are back to school. Um, but kind of moving on to a different kind of discussion here. And I think your your answer will be interesting because you have only been doing this since April. So I'd love to hear your perspective. You know, what's been the most challenging for, thing for you so far in terms of business and what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming that? Um, I would say right now is finding a system that works just because so right now we're using an Excel spreadsheet to like keep track of all of our members and then like just like updating that spreadsheet whenever people cancel and when they cancel and like when their um, memberships expire or if they're you know automatic withdrawal through their bank account um, that has been like probably the bit the biggest headache um, and Along with that would be like, so the system that we use for our um, 24 hour system, they have like pin codes. Um, 
and it's it's pretty outdated system. It's like 10 or 11 years old. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a nightmare <laughs> to deal with. Um, just because we can't see like people clock in and people give out their pin codes. And so we're looking into, you know, getting a different system for that, but it's just keeping track of everyone to know who's members and who's not members. Um, and just find a system that works essentially. And because with us starting, you know, in April, there was a lot of people who like memberships had expired like a month prior or a month after and they were still like able to get in through the door and they didn't know that their membership was expired and we don't know half these people you know so it's just just trying to get adjusted and get a system down where we can you know make sure that everyone is up to date on their payment um and is able to access the 24-hour access if they're up to date on their membership so that has been the biggest headache so and i'm like there's yeah. gotta be an easier way i haven't found one yet but yeah so i think you know, it's always going to, the challenging part, if we come into this, like having no experience of being a business owner, the most challenging part is always going to be the more technical businessy stuff. You're definitely not alone there. It's hard. And what makes it even harder is that you walked into something that was kind of already pre-existing. And so mm -hmm. it's not like you were able to build your own thing and start from scratch. Like you walked into something that was kind of already like a certain way. And so figuring out, okay, well, how do I take it from what it is now and build something that makes sense for us system-wise, it's mm -hmm. difficult. Um, so really, it sounds like right now, the biggest thing is like keeping track of your members, keeping track of the dates in which their memberships mm -hmm. exist, keeping track of which membership they're on. Like those are the things that are challenging for you right now. Right. Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have different membership types or is it just you sell one type of membership and everybody gets the we same do. thing? So we have a single membership, a couple membership and a family membership. And on the family membership, they can have up to five people on one membership, but they obviously have to be household family members. So, um, yeah, but, and we kept the rates like basically the same. I think they, we raised like the, the couple membership like five dollars a month and the family membership five five dollars a month but the single membership stayed the same but we honored the old rates mm -hmm. um so it's just like another you know keeping track of people who were already existing members so like their rates were grandfathered in and making sure that we don't charge their accounts you know every month more than what you know they agreed to pay and you know so um yeah we do offer three different kinds of memberships though so and then we also give discounts to veterans and active military as well so yeah so being that you have like a multitude of different kinds of memberships and once you start offering personal training and everything mm -hmm. like you're definitely going to want to kind of like dial into that because that's challenging like i can imagine <laughs> like being just you and your husband that's two people that have to like remember yes. all of that instead of top of it it sounds really challenging mm -hmm. yeah so like whenever somebody signs up for membership we have to put them in the door and the system in the door and then we have we have another door that's downstairs that goes into like the main gym area mm -hmm. that we have to like put that number in that door code too and it's like two different systems and then we have to make sure that they're on the excel spreadsheet and so we have to make sure we have like our computer with us or tablet. Um, and so it's just like three different steps, you know, and it's just I'm like, there has got to be an easier way to do this, but 
Yeah, yeah for someone- sure. And like when you like with that, like if you forget one person, like that, like mm-hmm. that throws you off. And it's very easy. Like yeah. people don't realize, like being a gym owner, you have a lot going on. And so right. it could be very easily missed to forget to type in somebody's name into the Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like the last, so the previous owner, he um, is just one of those entrepreneurs for like, and he's very successful. He like has, you know, all these different businesses and he's always busy. So he really wasn't in the gym that often. And so um, unfortunately there were like a lot of people who were coming into the gym and like, you know, tailgating with other members and, and like just knowing that there isn't the, the owner isn't going to know because, you know, he doesn't really check the cameras and they've been doing it for months, you know, um, yeah. and they know that I come in and catch them. And I think so when we installed a new lock on the downstairs door, within 30 minutes, we caught four people who were non-members of us. Like we were just were cleaning up and we're leaving, you know, but like, and it's like mm-hmm. trying to catch up all those people who should have had memberships, you know, from the get go. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw some of those guys in there for like months before I even took over and they have, were not members for the longest time. So it's like, obviously it happens everywhere, but, um, yeah, it's just like another reason why we need to have a better system down. Cause I don't want that to happen anymore. You know, now that my husband and I are more present down there. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. So earlier on, you said like, you guys aren't staffed, like it's just, you know, you guys are there here and there. Um, you yes. have coaches that are there taking the, like teaching the classes. Is it a goal yeah. to ever have like staffed hours where you have somebody that's there signing people up and, and working like the business side of things? Um, not necessarily, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if we were a larger facility, that would be an option. Um, but my husband, you know, he works until 3.30 every day. Um, and so he's pretty available throughout, I mean, early mornings or early afternoons, you know, and then with me being a nurse, you know, I have three to four days off a week. Um, so that's nice working 12 hour shifts. Um, and we, I mean, we just started like accepting like Venmo and stuff. So if somebody wanted a paper membership, they can Venmo our business account. Um, and we're looking into like just doing some kind of, um, DocuSign. So instead of like them actually physically coming in and signing all the liability forms, um, we can send them something um, remotely um, and get it done that way. But I just think that staffing someone 20, you know, even like six, seven, eight hours a day would probably not be beneficial to a gym our size. So yeah, I mean, as you stand right now, like it, it doesn't really make sense. But you know, if you were to grow to a point where it's like, hey, you know, we're getting in a lot of new members. Um, A lot of people from the surrounding communities are coming in. Personal training is a bigger part of what we do. It could make sense like down the road. And so with personal training not being a part of the business right now, how quickly are you looking to add that to the business? Um, So probably within the next two to three months. I let my certification expire when I became a nurse, obviously. Um, so I'm gonna, I don't, I don't feel comfortable offering that service without having the right credentials. Um, and so I'm gonna get recertified. Um, and then I've debated about like finding another personal trainer, especially like a male personal trainer. Cause you know, sometimes other males would like to be trained by a male, give or take. And it's not always that way, but I feel like it could possibly cater to more people if I were to find, you know, a male trainer as well. Um, but it's just, 
you know, living in a small town, it's like, I'm going to be picky on who I want to choose, you know, and somebody that would even show interest in that. So um, probably I would say next two to three months, we'll probably start okay. offering personal training, but. Is there an interest with your current members already like for personal training or? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've had mainly women. I have had one male ask me, but I've had about five or six women ask me. Um, and so, and I'm like, and I, again, like, I just want to make sure that like, I'm completely ready myself, you know, cause I've been out of the game for so long, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, I definitely feel like I will offer it here soon, just not now. So, but, and then I thought about doing like a discount for members, obviously. Um, and then if they did like a couple, it would be a discounted, um, obviously rate if they did two of them at one time, just because I don't have a whole lot of time either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, private training or semi-private training, training is great. Semi-private's awesome because we can really kind of optimize our schedule a little bit, like fit more people in, in a 30 or 45 minute session and still make a decent right. chunk of change. Um, but they're both nonetheless, both great pieces to add to what you're currently doing which will help you build even more. Um, if I could kind of hand you a magic wand, Haley, and I was like, all right, all your dreams for Bodyworks Fitness have come true. You've reached all your goals. What would that picture look like for you? Um, probably our memberships up to a reasonable level, like around 150 to 200. Um, people taking the group fitness classes on a regular basis and feel like they're benefiting from it. Um, and just providing this space where people can come and just get away from their cell phones and just create a healthier and happier life for themselves. And, you know, I've had some high schoolers that were just were talking to me the other day that, you know, just, you know, you feel like you get in this industry and it can be very stressful at times. I've already figured that out. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be ups and downs, but um a high schoolers mentioned to me the other day how like he's been through a lot in his short life so far I and mean, he's only a senior in high school but he feels like this is an outlet for him him and his friends and they just feel like whenever they come into our facility that um they leave a better person um and that is like the end goal for us and honestly like yeah we want to make money but at the end of the day um i'm very passionate about health and fitness i feel like it's done a lot for me personally um and I want to create that lifestyle, whether it be through group fitness training or even like just, you know, heavy weightlifting. I want it to be for everything like CrossFitters. I want everything to be all in your one-stop shop. Um, and if at the end of the day, if they feel like they've, you know, have a happier and healthier life because of our facility, then we've met our goals. So I love that. I think that you definitely like are in this for the right reasons and you want to help a bunch of people. Um, the biggest thing right now is just, you know, continuing to grow your community and find new people to join your, you at the gym as you continue to kind of <laughs> offer additional services um, for, for your community. So I'm really excited to see how that's able to grow for you. What's the Facebook page? Where can we go to find you online? Um, it's just Bodyworks Fitness Center um, here in Sigourney, Iowa. Um, and we're on Facebook and soon to be Instagram here in the next probably couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, you can just go over there and check us out. Perfect. I can't wait to, to check it out and 
Um, thank you, Haley, for being here today, for sharing your insight. Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. What is, um, I'm sorry, for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. Um, as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Terrence Lambert from Forge Valley Fitness in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. Terrence, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great today. Happy to have you on, man. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure your schedule's crazy, busy, hectic, right? Owning a gym, coaching, training clients, running a business, all that stuff. So you bought this business, it's been like three years now, right? Just about that, three years ago? Uh, yeah, kind of three years uh, in about a month, August August awesome. 2019. So up just about three years, yeah. Yeah, man. And a crazy time to buy a business, right? Who knew Who knew what was coming down the road there in about six months? Oh, yeah. Something? Every time we tell people, yeah, we bought it in, you know, August 2019. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Every time, right? It's like, like yeah. So, uh, but hey, I think you uh, probably gained ten, like 10 years of business experience in that two-year oh, gap. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. The, the hoops we had to jump through and everything we've done in the last two years. Yeah. It's like everyone says, you know, if you made it through that, it's yeah, sailing after this. Yeah. You're good, man. Yeah. Especially there in Canada. I know you guys had a lot of, a lot more lockdowns than we did down here. So definitely mm -hmm. harder for, for business success, but uh, let's go back to like 2019. I know you're coaching at the gym before. So then the opportunity came up for you to buy, to buy the business and take it over. Yeah. Talk to us about kind of where your mindset was at that point in time, man, like why you wanted to do it, uh, what your kind of goal was from a business sense in, in owning this business and going down this road of entrepreneurship. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been coaching at the gym at that point for a little over four years then. Um, and um, in full disclosure, our owner would agree with, previous owner would agree with this too of he was just he had hit that burnout spot a, a few times with just how things were prior to. Um, and really to, to see the, the business continue to, to stabilize and grow. Um, we kind of all acknowledged the, the staff and us and him that, you know, him exiting and, you know, someone else, you know, yeah. myself possibly uh, stepping in that, into that role um, was going to be one of the best options moving forward for everyone. So we got to a point where, uh, my fiance and I, we were just on vacation and we started talking and we kind of discussed a little bit back and forth, like, ah, you know, maybe you should buy, maybe you should look at it. Then we just really started to, Hey, like, let's actually look into this and see what's going to take to happen. So after I got home from vacation, we kind of started diving into some numbers and started reaching out to uh, some lawyers and stuff and started getting the ball rolling in that realm. And Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, so funny how like vacation always like 
I don't know, springs these things up. I've, I've heard that quite a few times, but mm. I'm sure it was a, a big pro that you would coach there for four years prior. So obviously, you know, all the members and culture mm -hmm. and everything. How long did the whole process take from like uh, the whole buyout purchasing process? Mm, good question. Um, it's been a while now and lots of stuff has happened since. I want to say, I want to say we probably took at least a solid, at least two to three months of yeah. like um, an, an initial letter of intent, sure. um, talking about all that stuff, running it through, negotiating a price, yeah. all these things that happened after that. And so at least at least a good two to three months, I think. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right, yeah. It's always an interesting experience, that's for sure. But hey man, congrats you guys on the gym, right? Got through COVID, back mm -hmm. here, looking to build back bigger and better than ever. So let's talk about, uh, Terrence, for like the listeners, the services and kind of model that you do run there at Forge Valley Fitness, what does that look like? Um, yeah, so uh, Forge Valley Fitness, we we originally opened as a CrossFit affiliate. Um, we we changed, we dropped our, or changed our name in 2017 and dropped our affiliation in 2018. Um, so that's provided our, our main kind of basis of, of what we do. Um, but we've evolved quite a bit since just being an, an affiliate. Um, Hence why we're now Ford Valley Fitness, not really feel, not really associated with that anymore. But for the most part, you know, it's we run uh, group sessions, group training. Uh, we have a pretty pretty uh, hefty intake process to get people uh, committed on board, increase our retention revenue. Um, so we do a a pretty good split of overall, probably 50-50 of of group training PT um, coaches at a full time level. They'd be doing probably about of their hours on the floor per week, probably a quarter of that's going to be group. And the rest of that is going to be PT and administrative work. Nice. Yeah. Good. I mean, I like, I definitely like that the high level of personal training, obviously like a higher ticket item than just a group model. But yeah. then also in the group model lets you like uh, downsell some people to that who maybe can't afford PT or just, you know, exactly. Maybe not at that level at this point in time, whether below it or above it. So yeah, I like having both and, you know, the traditional CrossFit is that group, as you're saying, it's mostly just big group with maybe, maybe some PT, maybe none at all for most cases. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I like you guys have both. I think it's a really good way to approach it, you know, and uh, yeah, what we've seen is like at least 20% of your members will, will are looking for personal training. We'll just have to get, have that awareness for them that it's option to do it. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. Man. So with the gym and Forge Valley Fitness, what has been your marketing strategy well, let's just say this year, 2022, since kind of things have gone back to some normalcy for you guys. Mm -hmm. What has the marketing strategy been like to get people back in the door? Totally. Um, the, the other ranch that's been thrown into, into our lives is uh, we also have a, a newborn as well. He's 11 months old now, so that's taken yeah. up a lot yeah. of extra time at home from, uh, from my fiance, soon-to-be wife. Um, so she's typically does a lot of her back-end stuff, so she's obviously occupied with that a lot but still able to, to do some back-end business work so we've been a little low on the overall marketing side with just a little bit understaffed underpowered in the last little bit but our main strategy has just been to get good consistent content out on our media platforms instagram facebook are our main ones that we use um a little bit of youtube so if we do content videos we'll post nice. them there as well nice. um Finally, in the last, I want to say three-ish months, we've finally had in our 
uh, city, our area, almost pretty much no restrictions were regarded to, to COVID or anything. Yeah. So we can finally start to interact and socialize and get out in the community, oh, which yeah. we used to do a, a fair bit. Like yeah. when we took over the business 2019, we had this huge list of all these places we want to connect with and market with and uh, business to business. And it basically got shut down for two years. We always came back like, what do we do for marketing? And we look at our calendar and we're like, can't do any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all set, set up here, um, free stuff there. It's all this. So um, the last little bit we've been able to actually reach out, have some events. Um, we just recently did a little uh, pop-up at a local coffee shop that we do uh, pretty often. We just set up a, a booth and tent there uh, for a few hours on Friday and there to chat with people, had a little contest. They do uh, awesome donuts every Friday. So we had a, a burpee contest. So if you oh, did, did 10 burpees in 30 seconds, we'll buy you a donut. If you do 30, sec 30 burpees in a minute, we'll buy you a six. There we go. That's Just not easy. Kidding. Yeah, that's not easy. It's not. It, it's Holland. There's a couple that did it. Uh, um, but yeah, so it just helped get some exposure. We had a few more things in the pipeline like that. Um, we're going to start partnering with the uh, local BMX club to get yeah. out there for a few, just kind of, yeah. um, intro sessions, talk to their, uh, racers to, you know, talk to them about, you know, proper warmups, nutrition, stretching, performance. Um, so we're starting to get a lot of that stuff out in the pipeline to get back in the community and not just be behind our computers. Yeah, no. And that's, uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years, like you said, so really hard, uh, to market, yeah, marketing, I think it needs to be a, a full spectrum, right? Like mm -hmm. social media piece, obviously word of mouth, those partnerships, and then going out in the community, doing events, all these sort of things, which are great for retention too. So yeah, awesome. You guys are able to get back out there in the community to do those things. With mm -hmm. the uh, social media side of things, Terrence, yeah. how do you guys go about, what's your approach there for marketing? Is it organic or do you guys do paid advertising as well? What does that look like? Yeah, so we're we're uh, we're all organic right now until we can really develop some good base content, get a really good following, get people engaged. Um, once in a while, if we have need to fill up, like we have a couple of age group programs, like kids and teens and yeah. uh, sixty plus, if we need to kind of fill those up, we might run a a quick boost or a paid ad for that. Um, at the moment, we're not doing too much organically, just so we can focus on getting the quality out there, making sure we have a good audience that is going to get reached. Okay. Yeah. For sure, man. So I love doing those paid ads, like you said, around events or challenges, or maybe we're, maybe we're getting people started in a, a new way. You know, when you do, when a new person does come in off Instagram or from an event or they walk in or, or what have you, what does that process look like for that person coming in that, that like new client journey? Yeah. So as I mentioned, our intake process is pretty thorough. So whether they come in off of, you know, media or website first, yeah. First point of contact is going to be either an email or a text message. Hey, got your, got your inquiry. Let's set up a time for a phone call. I might ask a few questions, you know, what are you looking for in a gym? Um, how do you find us? Um, what's your experience? So we get a little bit of information before we hop on a phone call. Um, usually depending on the person, phone calls, maybe 10, 15 minutes. If it's really deep diving, it might be 20 to 30 minutes. I've had some as long as 45 minutes before. It just depends on the person. Um, if that lines up, it's kind of a pre-screen. Is this person going to be a good fit? Right. Bring them into the gym for a consultation. Uh, no cost for the consultation. Come in, see the space, meet us face to face. Let's talk more. Let's find out if this is going to be the best fit for you. Yeah. 
From there, we go into personal training. Um, starts with assessments, three sessions, one-on-one, okay. where we get to see what their flexibility, mobility is like, what their movement right. patterns are like. Can you squat, hinge, press? Can you take instruction? Can you learn? What's your capacity? So we get that first uh, view of, okay, you're so far behind. You need a lot of work. Or, okay, yeah, you move really well. This is going to be a breeze. Right. Um, from there, then we go into our full fundamentals program, which is still one-on-one personal training. Our standard is 12 sessions. So three sessions assessment, then 12 more sessions fundamentals. Um, that's before they go into any group sessions. Wow. Okay. Got it. Awesome. And yeah, because so- it's personal training, it, it, that those sessions could depend. Like we have people where, you know, 12 isn't enough. And they do 15, 18, 20 or so. Um, some people, they're pretty well versed. You know, they've, they've done, you know, power cleans and snatches before. They've done some, a few things. They just need to tidy up and remember some new techniques so they can get through a bit quicker. But that's where we can tailor that, uh, having it all one-on-one. Yeah, I, I like the one-on-one start for sure. You know, especially coming from what used to be a CrossFit affiliate. You know, I'm sure some of the movements we do are hard, right? It's, it's very, oh, yeah. hard to do. We're not just doing sit-ups and like no. air spots. They're hard stuff. So it takes a little time to learn. What is like the time frame? Like, say I joined today to come go through that whole uh, getting started program to get into the class. What does that look like? Um, yeah, time frame wise, I mean, it depends on availability and flexibility and schedule. Um, ideally, if we can get people started in their in those one on ones three times a week, that'd be the best. So they can get through in about five weeks. Yeah. Right. Um, most people will be about six to seven if you know they got a busy week. We got two times a week, whatever that is. So probably between, depending on the person, five to eight weeks at the most. Okay. okay. So they finish that on-ramp program, fundamentals program. Then you guys, I'm sure you guys sit down and kind of choose their path after that, right? Maybe they want to stay PT. It's better for them or they can go into the group, right? For sure. Yeah. So typically if people are going through fundamentals, they're going to be funneled into group classes. Yep. Um, typically you will know before, you know, if they're going to be PT only. Um, and we might tailor some things like, Hey, like I'm not interested in doing group sessions. I just want one-on-one. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to just do everything specific to what your specific goals are versus that general GPP approach of everything we do. Um, so yeah, after they finish fundamentals, we'll pick the, or find the best package for them membership wise, mm-hmm. which, um, we've worked with, uh, mad lab group for a number of years to help develop our backend systems and our development processes. Uh, so we run hybrid memberships where it combines uh, group and PT. So we have packages where kind of our lowest starting point is uh, group sessions as well as one PT every three months sure. and then check in, refresh, make, th- make sure things are good. Then we have the next package up, which is uh, PT every six weeks. And then next one, which is once every month. I like that. I like that approach. Yeah. Good way to increase average revenue per member too, right? Absolutely. So like, yeah, that leads us into the perfect next question I have for you, Terrence. Like, so you have that hybrid model, which I love. Are there any other ways you can get those group people to up their average revenue? Remember, you guys doing like supplements or nutrition or, or like merchandise or anything or clinics, anything along those lines? Um, yeah, we don't do a ton of all that stuff. We have a little bit of like supplements. Um, I think on average, our gym does around five, 500 bucks a month in, in like uh, retail. Um, we have some apparel. Um, we don't do a, a huge bulk order of that stuff. We don't carry a bunch of stock. It's typically right. pre-order. We'll get a few extras and that 
in that way. Um, we've done a handful of clinics, clinics and seminars in the past, um, not too much lately, just with um, sure. COVID-wise, as well as just being a pretty lean staff for the last couple yep. of years. Yep. So we haven't really had much opportunity for that. Yeah. Um, but especially like, especially a program where it's like, Hey, we're going to do this four week rowing program or a right. one day rowing seminar. Right. Um, th those are things we can definitely do to, to bump up yeah. some, some revenue. And that's moving forward. You guys plan on kind of putting that back into place a little bit as you... uh, yeah, possibly, um, we're kind of getting some things settled in with getting some coaches up to speed. We're looking to yeah. hopefully add a new coach in the next month or two here. Um, just to deal with my play a little bit so I can get off the floor and step into sure. uh, more of the owner role still. Um, but yeah, I think that as we start to settle in and we've just finally hit some smooth water after COVID, we can start to plan some of those things to add into the mix. Yeah. And that I, great point you just made there is like that life cycle of a business owner in a gym, right? Like mm -hmm. had his business three years. So we're, we're looking out to kind of, you're kind of looking to, expand your role and kind of move to a, a more of the CEO mm -hmm. overseer position. What is like a day to day for you? Like right now, like Terrence mm -hmm. early July, 2022, what does a normal day look like for you right now? I'm honest. I'm a, I'm still full-time coach position okay. with a, a average amount of kind of owner tasks. Um, mainly right now, um, owner wise, my tasks are taking care of programming, checking yeah. in our coaches, um, assisting in some marketing content flow mm -hmm. in that way, um, and help with a little bit of just managing a little bit the back end. But my my wife Bonnie or fiance Bonnie, she does most of the back end stuff, managing the books and finances and managing our platforms and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and an average day for me at the morning start with. Um, typically depending on the day, either some client check-in, just check attendance. Have they been in this week? Have they been lacking? Do I got to check on check on them, get them back in the gym, um, review any programming that, that I need to do for myself, whether I have some PT clients or my specialty programs, or I have a few remote clients as well that I do programming for too. Um, then just any other marketing stuff for, you know, yeah. just groups or reaching out to old prospects or for members. And then, uh, depending on the day, um, my schedule slowed down a little bit the last probably four to six weeks, which has been nice. So right now, last little bit, averaging about four to five hours on the floor per day. Okay. Um, okay. Which is that's manageable. It was sure. I, think, sure. I think in Mayish May into June, I was averaging close to thirty plus hours a week on the floor, which is super high. It's a lot. Yeah. It's draining. Definitely energy draining for sure. And then like, it takes us away from the other task of, like you said, oh, like totally. running the, like working uh, in the business instead of on it. Right. Like, like that old, yeah. that old cliche saying, but it's so true. Like I remember when I had my gyms, man, like, yeah, coaching for years and years and like, so end of the day, you're so tired and beat. You can't even focus on the stuff you should be focusing on, you know? So like, yeah. So you're in that transition period now to move to that next stage of ownership, which is great. Then moving forward, Terrence, next year for you guys and for Forge Valley Fitness, where do you see like main opportunities that you guys can kind of capitalize on? Um, I think the main capitalizing opportunity is just to really emphasize and um, pinpoint our client acquisition process yeah. and to really get that 
really dialed in um, and then just build up our, our coaches client books with uh, their members that they're taking care of. And I would say, hopefully we can grow our group membership by about uh, 30 to 50%. Nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Right. Obviously, especially coming out of COVID now, Mm -hmm. Plan acquisition, super important. And then for like listeners out there, man, I think it's one of the biggest problems yeah, with CrossFit gyms, right? Is like getting those people in the door. I think maybe because CrossFit is harder, you know, like to do, um, or it's maybe there's maybe some bad impressions about it out there or whatever, but what has been your biggest challenge besides COVID with that client acquisition process? We'll say just this past year. Mm -hmm. I think really it's just getting the message out or getting the messaging and explaining of what it is we do, why we're different than somewhere else right. and why we do the things that we do. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I think, and that's, that's my main goal right now is to get some articles, get some content, maybe some videos to just really yeah. kind of explain deep dive in that stuff. If people are interested in that, I'm not going to, um, because everywhere, but you know, when people are like, Hey, like Forge Valley, what is this place about? They, yeah. they can look and see, they can read about it. Okay. This is what they're doing. They don't just take a look. They're like, uh, I'm not sure about this. They can get an understanding of what it really is that we do. Yeah, sure, man. That makes sense. Like, uh, kind of out educate everybody else, uh, out share, build your brand awareness, right? So people know what the heck you do. And then get it. Once you get them in the door, I'm sure you're keeping people and, and converting them is, is pretty high, right? Just getting them in the door is the biggest thing. And uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a challenge within the industry, thousand percent, especially, especially as industry gets more flooded, right? We have to be even more kind of mm -hmm. on top of that stuff. So dude, with that being said, you've owned this gym three years, you've gone through hell the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Advice to, you know, younger versions of ourselves who want to open a gym from your experience, man, any advice to that person listening, you know, they want to open a gym, it's kind of their, their goal, their passion, what they want to do with their, with their life. What advice mm -hmm. would you give that person? I think they need to make sure they talk to at least a handful of gym owners before they take the steps to open something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Talk to some people that you know personally, one-on-one. -on -one. What's your life like? How'd you right. get there? What was it like to get there? Right. Then they got to know, like, it's, it's hard shit. Yeah. Right? Because most people, um, you probably know the whole, like, the whole back of the map back of the napkin math and just like, Oh yeah. Oh, if I, if I can get rent for this much and I get this many members and money. oh man, like I'm, I'm rolling in it and like, yeah. Oh man, like you, people just don't get it. There's so much more. Yeah. Um, so you have to make sure you truly understand what a business is going to look like through and through before you just think of, Oh, if I can get a hundred members, I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be golden. Right. It's like, okay, well, maybe you don't understand how hard it actually is to get that many members, depending on what area you're in. Sure. Um, so yeah, talk to someone, know what you're really in for. And I think you have to make sure that, that your life can be accustomed to what you need to do, right? Like any, any time you're opening a business, whether it's a gym, brick and mortar, online or anything, it's going to require, especially up front, a lot more time than anyone might think for sure 100 percent. well you have to you have to realize like you're probably not going to be able to do eight hour days for the first two to three years it's probably 10 12 plus hour days for sure for sure so yeah. um i just I listened to a handful of different podcasts and uh earlier like uh it used to be seven figure box now it 
uh, Coach Kerr lead, Andrew Frezza. Um, and one, one of his things he said a little while ago was, talk about hiring new coaches, was I want you to work 60 hours a week and love it. Right. Like, not that he wants to work that much, but sure. if you were to work that yeah, much, yeah. you have to right. love what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can't see yourself working that much and still loving what you're doing, then it's probably not the right fit for you. Yeah. Yeah, man, I agree. And then, uh, yeah, the first couple of years are a grind, right? And um, I like you said, like talk to other people that have done it, kind of pick their brain, maybe get some education around that and kind of prepare what's going like, to be prepared for what it really takes. And like that worth that work ethic is key, right? It's, it's not easy. It's, it's hard, you know, Oh, yeah. we're, cre we're creating this business, this, this career out of thin air. Nobody is giving us money or giving us clients. We got to go get it right. And earn every, mm -hmm. every penny every day. So it's uh yeah, man, that work, work ethic, like you said, massive. And you just gotta love it. If you don't, yeah, your product is going to show. I think people are going to realize that. And I think the retention will be really hard to keep up where you need it. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think that the last piece of advice would be build your business from day one, right. like it's year 10. Yeah, it's good. It's good. People might yeah. think, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do this or change this once I get to here or get that many people or get yeah. to this revenue. But you have to realize that it's going to be so much harder to change if you just do it from day one. For sure. Yeah. I like that, man. Kind of like being present today and not like focusing on 10 years from now, but like mm -hmm. treat, every, treat every day like it's that. Yeah. Like I was, like compared to lifting, it's like, you know, you're warming up, say you're doing a, a back spot, right? And it was always like, I tell my clients, like, pretend there's 300 pounds on that bar, even when it's empty, same idea, yeah. right? Like go through the same motion, same procedure every yeah. time, no matter if it's 45 pound bar or a 300 pound bar. And like, you know, body's braced the same way, your footing's the same way, you're, you're being intentional with taking off the rack, all those sort of things. But I think it carries over to running a gym or a business like really yeah. well. So yeah, dude, uh, Terrence, really fun having you on, man. I appreciate you hopping on today with us, spending some time talking about Forge Valley Fitness how you bought the gym, where you guys are at, got through COVID, where we're going next, man. Where can the listeners check you out? Website, social media, all that good stuff. Where can we find you? Um, yeah, so you can just find us, forgevalleyfitness.com, straightforward spelling, uh, Instagram, forge underscore valley underscore fitness. Nice. Um, Facebook as well, just Facebook slash forge valley fitness, same spelling there, no spaces. Beautiful, man. Hey, dude, appreciate you coming on today, uh, sharing the story. We wish you the best luck and continued success. Thank you very much. You got it, Terrence. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Elizabeth Lindbergh from Studio 6 Fitness out of the Dallas, Texas area. She actually has four locations based out of Dallas. What's going on, Elizabeth? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Alex. Doing great. Yes, I'm excited to have you on. Um, I know you have a busy schedule, so I appreciate you um, you know, giving some of your time here to, to be with me. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own fitness facility? Well, I didn't have a fitness background. I started about 10 years ago and I was coming out of a divorce. So I did have a business background and I, uh, but I had been a stay-at-home mom for the last 10 years. And I was, I would say I was a fitness enthusiast. Um, so when I was thinking about sort of like something life altering, you know, like a divorce after 17 years and trying to find a job that would offer some financial stability, but also some personal freedom, yeah. I decided that I wanted to try something entrepreneurial, but I wanted something that I really loved. And uh, this workout is based out of California. And so I thought if it worked in California, it could work in Dallas. It wasn't in the Texas market. So I got divorced, I think, in February. I went out to California in April, went and got trained and certified, came back, found a lease space in uh, June. I didn't even know how to do a lease or negotiate, and I didn't have any credit to my name because I've been married, stayed home. So negotiating the first lease without any, hadn't been working for a while was difficult. But anyway, long story, I opened in the fall of 2012. And I really just prayed that it would fail as soon as possible. <laughs> I didn't want to waste a lot of money. I didn't want to be strung along. But I knew that if I didn't try it first, I would just get stuck in the corporate yeah. uh, sort of rat race that I had done prior to like starting my uh, family. And uh, within three months, you know, we were like cash flow positive. So within the year, we were already looking for to expand to our second location. So the first location really took off and everything that could go right sort of went right. And, um, but then I opened my second location and everything that could go wrong went wrong. So, you know, <laughs> you just learn as you go. But um, I, I'm not saying that, you know, people are going to open a studio because they've gotten out, they've um, had a divorce, but usually when you're starting something brand new um, in midlife, it's because something is, really affecting you you know you want to do something different and and for me it was a divorce and um and i just think that you know sort of in every crisis like good things happen you just don't know it at the time and i think starting this business is one of the one of the best things i've ever done right and, and i think that that's really cool most gym owners that i speak with usually they start with you know a personal training background or something along those sorts and even me myself I was never really like that you know I got into fitness more based off you know like a, a business choice a decision to to go in that direction and you sound like you were the same so that's cool that you know you took the leap of faith kind of created your own luck and it started working out for you here um yeah. So I would love for you to give your own elevator pitch of Studio 6 Fitness and the services that you guys offer well, um, 
I just, I just want to say one thing about being a business owner. I thought I was just going to own the business. And when I went through the training in California, Sebastian Legree, who trained me, said, you don't want a trainer on the schedule more than you. It needs to be your studio. And so even though I was trained and certified, I was like, I need to be on the schedule to try to make it my, you know, you know, make it part of me. But I didn't want it to be my name, Elizabeth Studio. I didn't want to be a slave to it. I wanted to be home with my children. And so I always wanted to promote the clients, the workout and the method. And so it could grow and stand alone without me having to be there. But in the beginning, I do think as a small business owner, you have to be able to like open the doors, close the doors, teach the class, do everything because you can't count on anyone else showing up besides you. Right. You You have have to wear all the hats. Everything in the beginning. And I'm still doing that. I taught this morning at seven. So my elevator pitch is that we offer a uh, low impact, but high intensity workout that's full body in less than an hour. It's Pilates inspired, offers strength training and a cardio element. We offer it on state-of-the-art equipment called a Megaformer, which is the Legree method. Most people will say um, it's Pilates, Okay. but okay. a lot of people who are trained in the Legree method will say it's not Pilates um, because there's a cardio element, which Pilates doesn't have and neither does strength training, but we offer a cardio element and we also offer the strength training, which traditional Pilates doesn't. So I think years ago, uh, like when I was going through the training, uh, they were calling it Pilates plus in California. Now they're really moving away from the word Pilates and just calling it Legree. Okay. But most people still don't know what Legree is. They're getting there. So I have, I don't use, I just use both to anything to bring you into the studio. Once you try it, you're going to stay because of the results and because of how the workout makes you feel. Awesome. And so, and the one thing I would say is when I looked at opening this business, I knew that health and wellness was not going to go away. And it's actually, while we're looking at going into a recession, it's like, it is very much recession resistance because, you know, when things are good, you know, people are traveling, people are going to invest in your workout, but when things are bad, they're not traveling and they're really going to invest. They're going to do more stay at home and they're going to invest in your workout. And even with stay at home gyms and things popping up, we're still human creatures. We still want social interaction. Right. A group fitness is always going to be important. Like I always say, friend power is stronger than willpower. You Definitely. know, you can be there. And so you're offering a pretty unique group training model here. You also do a little bit of private training. Yes. Um, that kind of leads me to my next question here. How many members are you currently serving? And, and I know you have four locations, right? So it's going to be hard to piece together. But overall, how does your membership look like? COVID just hit. Um, have you got back to those pre-COVID numbers? Are you still trying to climb and, and grow your membership a bit? Yeah, no, we're not. we're not quite we're not quite at our pre-COVID numbers and we're probably not going to be there because I had to sell a lot of the equipment just to make, pay my rent and just to make cash flow. I had to create cash flow somehow, even though we were shut down. And, you know, the beauty of of it is that we survived. All four locations are open, but we see probably about a hundred clients a day is kind of my goal. 
and um in each studio and some studios are a little bit more have are more efficient than others and uh but i would say that my private training volume has improved has increased a lot i really try to position privates as a a transition into group fitness but there are people with circumstances and also their schedules they just want to have a private and mm -hmm. they're willing to pay so a private session would be like 99 dollars, where my six pack for intro to group is 99 dollars. But people are willing to pay $99 a session because it's at their time when they want. And that's becoming more and more uh, popular. Yeah. Um, and you can, I, I've noticed that. So when I first opened my first studio, I didn't have a private room. So you could do private when we're not in group classes. The other three locations all have a private room. So if somebody wanted to do a private at 6 a.m. and I'm in group fitness, they could just go to the private room. Okay. So, um, and so I, I kind of saw that coming. Um, of course, everybody wants to do a private in the one location that doesn't have a private room, but that's just how life is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you're sitting, you know, here at a membership rate where you do want to see at least some, a bit of growth, right? Um, what kind of things are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Well, one of the things I'm doing is really trying to grow the workout with men. You know, I think years ago, people looked at yoga and said, that's only, only women do yoga, right. you know, mostly right. women. And now you look at it, it's half men. Most of the instructors are, are men. So like this next week, I'm doing a, uh, a Pilates class. It's a private class. It's only beginners and it's only men who are trying to help their golf game. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, like and which things, is important. No, no, seriously. And then the problem is, if you, you know, you're not doing Pilates for Pilates. You're doing it so that it can it can help you excel in other things you want to do, like help you, you know, so you can golf so that you can keep skiing. It can help you be stronger and um, healthier and to be injury free. I, just for Father's Day, all we did was promote men. And I can't believe how many men said I have not missed a day of golf due to injury ever since doing Pilates and how so sorry. that's really growing the male market men market is one and also women and men both are living longer but are they living healthier so you know lifespan isn't what we're focused on it's your health span and so I had a client I, I mean I should send you this picture it's, it's gorgeous but he's 80 years old he looks like a rock star and he works out twice a week and he got married in April to my other client what? 72. Now there he's a, go. he's a badass. I mean, I'm not allowed to say that he, yeah. uh, his grandson plays for the Buffalo bills. I mean, you know, he's, but he has a neck fusion, hip replacement, knee replacement, wow. but you know, it's like, I tell everybody motion is lotion. You have to use it or you lose it. Right. And you don't need to wait till you're 80 years old to start working. You know, it, it's now, I mean, he's just a testimony. And so I put him out for grandfather's day and then I put him and his uh, bride. He's also a client. She's 72. They both look amazing. And I just, I just wrote down Pilates hotties and you know, they're tickled pink and they're proud to be 80 and 72, Yeah. you know? And I mean, everyone looks at him going, oh my God, they look like they're like in their fifties, well, 60, young sixties, but yeah. that's 20 yeah. years. So I've, I'm seeing more and more of that. And so like, 
you know, the gyms who are going after people and only want to wear crop tops, you know, and short shorts, I would just say to you, those people don't pay their bills. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) They're changing jobs. They're unstable. And it, and I've been open 10 years and I've had my clients who were 30 something or 40 something, my 40 something year old or 50 something, my 50 year old or 60 something. So I've had to evolve with them. Mm. And how are you spreading the word about these new classes that you're holding, right? Like even the men's class or in general, what's really your main way of getting leads or getting people coming in through the doors? Uh, It's all been word of mouth. I mean, like, to be honest, I really had to cut down on marketing and advertising. Okay. But like we added a stretch class after COVID because people were just so deconditioned. Um, This men's group class that's for golfers, beginner golfers. Actually, that is a private, a client who's an excellent golfer. Um, he is uh, doing a private event. He only wants to have invite men to do it because he's just a believer. Okay. And so I guess, you know, I have people like that who are, you know, it's kind of like when you, it's like when you fall in love with something, you love it. You just want people to try it. And my clients have been great like that. Like I had a client mm-hmm. last week. And she is 38 weeks pregnant and she did her thousand session, like a thousand. She's been a client of mine since 2015. So it took her, I mean, with COVID, it took her almost seven years to get to a thousand sessions, but she was working on trying to get to a thousand sessions before her baby was born. And she literally, you know, we took a picture of her. She looked adorable, amazing. And um, I have all these women now, they saw a picture of her working out and strong and beautiful. And all these women are saying, oh, do you have pregnancy classes? And I'm like, no, if you're pregnant, you don't need to start working out now. But if you've been working out all along, you can do it through pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you're eight months pregnant. You don't start riding a horse. Right. You've been riding a horse all your life. And then you have to be pregnant. You can continue to ride it. You know what I mean? I I agree. But so she's been a great testimony for uh, women who are expecting children yeah. but people don't realize too is that she had a big career she um waited later in life and you know i mean she's i don't know she's like 30 i don't even know she's 39 i don't know if i want to say but she's 39 having her first baby and she's so strong and healthy great it's and crazy she's a great role model i'm so proud of her yeah yeah, I, was just, and, I just didn't want her to have the baby working out. I was like, oh my God, thanks for coming. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for insurance purposes. No, yeah, I'm yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I, I did that. I have, I have this OB Jen. She's had, she's been, you know, had three children. Every time, right before she comes in, she looks like this, about to pop. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I go, when's the baby do? <laughs> she's like, this week. I'm like, why do you want to work out now? Yeah, yeah, that's craziness. Crazy. But I mean, it's because they trust us. They trust okay. us. Okay. And, and so as far as the word of mouth marketing, how, how does that work for you? Are you happy with the amount of leads that you get on a consistent basis through word of mouth? Because one thing that I know is it is hard to track, right? It's hard to track where everyone's coming from. We do um, we do have, when we get a client, how did you hear from us? Is it from an yeah, employee? Yeah. Is it from another client? And so on. Um, is it from drive-by and so on? So one of the things I did early, early on is I wanted to recognize clients when they made their milestones. And it's really about um, how many times they've worked out, you know, okay. perseverance. And uh, we promote that. And I remember the first client, when they hit 100, I was like, oh my God, I know what to do. I, you know, 100 sessions. 
now I have that clients who've been with me. They've, they've come 2000 times. Right, right. So I do, so I do, I do century milestones. I do 250, 500, and then I do a 750 and then I do a diamond where I get their okay. name engraved as a diamond. Okay. But I literally, I don't know what to do after that. I'm just like, I can't keep up because on any given day, yeah. someone could be getting 100, 250, 500, 750. And it's a lot of tracking, but we always tend to celebrate that. And, um, and I just feel like, I don't know, something I got lucky. I did that. And I think it's important to recognize people. Right. You know? It is. And it's how you keep them intact and, and in line with their goals. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you said that you also did some digital marketing as well, some paid ads. What did that really look like? Was that more so Facebook ads, Instagram ads? What type of um, marketing were you doing or paid marketing at least? Mm, I really don't do um, any, uh, I don't at really all? do any, uh, no, I just been, Why not? well, I've, I've been pretty full. I've been busy, you know, That's so great. That is awesome. um, but um I would, we do, I do pay for my, um, service. Like I don't have, I usually have a front desk person who's at okay. the front desk and I do, uh, I have them, you know, follow up. I mean, their jobs to answer phone calls and emails and blah, blah, but to follow up, I do have this one, um, what's it called? It's like, I have a widget on my website where, okay. How does that work? like a free consultation it, type thing well no it's um it's it i'm not quite sure i mean i have this cyst i have two i have two things that i do pay for i guess it would consider it well one is like when um i have this i'm on fit grid and that was for me is more about my employee training but i feel like it's also helped the community so what you do is you have to pay per studio but um the trainer is responsible for reaching out to the, the clients through this app and, um, and just ask them how, you know, tell them what a great job you did to connect. Right. And the clients are randomly requested, what did you think about your trainer? You know, what did you think about your experience? And that feedback goes directly to that trainer immediately. Mm. And 99% of it is good. Like 1% may be like, you know, this person, you know, didn't demonstrate enough or whatever, or the music was too loud or hurt my ears. But the thing is 99% of it's good. And so that feedback goes to the trainer, motivates them, pumps them up and keeps them wanting to do what they're doing. They get to yeah. hear it because you can't like meet with them and pat them on the back every day. I mean, everyone's like a paid assassin. They go in there, they work, they kill it. How do you keep them motivated? So I actually did that to help the trainers get feedback. But now when they get bad feedback, it goes directly to them. I only get the feedback that's negative. Okay. And then I usually take the trainer's class and talk to them and say, like, listen, you know, like, but I always have my staff's back. So but a problem. But that I think that's a good one. But what I was going to say on the other one is we did this thing where they randomly get assigned, ask for feedback. And if they get a really good feedback from the from the client it says do you want to post this on social media or do you want to post this on google or whatever and if the client does it just automatically happens i don't do it okay okay and so i know a big focus for you is not only you know growing your, your facilities here but, but being able to set up some type of exit strategy for yourself and, and yeah. 
plan for the future, right? So what are, you know, some of the steps or some of the milestones that you think you have to hit so that you could get to that point, right? Because obviously you get, you'll get paid more when you exit if your business grows more, right? So, so is that something that's a focus to you? Like, Hey, like maybe I should try scaling maybe the membership at a couple of these locations so that when I do plan to exit, it's more profitable. Yeah, no, I mean, we're profitable now. I don't know yeah. how after COVID, oh my God, we are, um, uh, but, uh, but barely, but we're profitable. Thank God. And, um, you know, starting this business to me was like starting another family. And so I, I, I haven't figured out how I need for the business to really grow. I have to let go. I have to start staffing accordingly. So now I don't do all the trainings to the trainers. I have a training director. I don't do all the one-on-ones, the staff, you know, I've got a careers coordinator. I've got a chief operating officer. I've got more and more people who are able to sort of like manage the business so that I don't have to be here like constantly. Right. I still do the marketing because that was kind of my background. You know, I still do all the newsletters and the creative stuff like, you know, like our 10 year, this is a six year anniversary. I do a 10 year, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, I got to figure out like what my kind of goals are because I thought about, well, maybe I could just sell one location. Then do I create a competitor doing that? Or maybe I could grow through expansion because people always ask me, do you want to license it? Do I want a franchise? And I'm like, so when I got divorced, I was mid forties. So now I'm mid fifties. So like 10 years from now, I'm going to be mid Mm sixties. So like, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's different where you're at in life. Yeah. No, when you're 20 something, you want, you know, you really are trying to make some financial independence, but when you're older, your personal freedom is more important almost than financial freedom. You pay to have some personal freedom because you have children and other things you want to do. Well, and it looks like to me, just off of talking, you have a pretty well-round business and well-rounded. I mean, um, I'm not going to lie here that I I haven't really heard of many people that could go to four locations based off word of mouth, you know, and at least not pay for some type because digital marketing is huge these days. Um, I don't do any of that. Yeah. I Have did, you ever thought I did, of dabbling into that? I mean, I did some Yelp ads years ago, and I feel like they're yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to say anything. I can't say anything nice about it. Yeah, for, I feel uh, like I they mean, bully you into it, and I felt, you know, and I just was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I did it, I did it because I was worried about location finding. Now I will say, I I am on ClassPass. Okay. And ClassPass did help me with my new locations, but they're not necessarily the best clients. Okay. They do help get the word out. You know, um, and but but see, I'm never thought of like Facebook marketing. I mean, that's really what I I mean, because you could really scale and create not only scale it, but create like a a lead generation system, right? And be able to get people coming in on a consistent basis. Um, Yeah, it's it's the workout is pretty. I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not just you can just try it. I mean, if you just want to. If you just were to pop in and take one class, about one class at a time, it's $45. So an intro class is 20 bucks and there's no free class, no free this. It's all because the equipment costs so much, everything costs and it's sort of a specialty workout. Okay. So you really have to be like, okay, 
um, uh, I really, I've always thought about Pilates. I want to try it. Now, if you were interested in Pilates and you thought $45 was a lot, classical Pilates is a lot more. Mine is definitely discounted because, you know, we could put like 10 or 11 people in a room. Okay. Um, so, um, but, and also on a regional basis, I'm in Texas. I've kept my prices really low. Like I had a client literally email me and said, oh, thank you for letting us pay. My daughter moved to New York City. Her monthly membership is $440. And mine's uh, $189 if you have a renewing contract. Do you and think that's, is that worth it to you to charge that amount? Or would you rather charge more? Oh, I would, I need to charge more. I already raised my price. You? But what see what happens with me is I've just I've done everything kind of by my own rules and as long as it yeah. pans out I'm not trying to like really get rich I just want to pay my bills. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about if I sell it or something like that maybe I really need to be more serious. You know, part um, of the things when you do want to exit a gym, um, a lot of people who buy it they want to know that you have a method to get members coming in at, at a consistent basis. That's like a yeah. if I mean you get. I mean, well, I can tell you the amount you make just by having a whole system of, of getting not only leads in, but turning them into members. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that and that's a bad thing about referrals is it's like, hey, it's it's hard to scale. It's hard to guess, you know, just because you got 10, 15 members last month doesn't mean the next couple months will be the same for you. Right. So, no, I agree. And I look at that and like we're going into sort of the dark days. But like in the last 30 days, I've had 228 new clients. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I can probably break it up by location, um, but that's total. So it's 228. Between so you divide it by four locations, like, you know, lower 50 each location. Okay. So it was like, you know, 10 to 12 new clients a week, each location, which is right. It's just fine right now. Yeah. Now it's, it's like, I was trying to tell you earlier, like, I don't know how most gyms are, but for me, my experience is that after 4th of July, clients disappear. Uh -huh. They're gone from July, August, and they're still gone through September. And you cannot get frantic. You can't, you got to like, you have to save up and be ready for those periods. You know what I mean? You got to cut classes, cut your costs. Your biggest expense is staffing. And so you're just going to have to be prepared. But then, but then you have to start all over again and try to acquire new clients. Like, I'm not really going to get that many new clients July, August, September. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe I hope, you know, yeah. but I think everyone's taken off. They're all like, they've been shut down. Everyone's flying, traveling, living like the good life. But, um, but yeah, no, and, then, then in October, you really got to hustle. Like, okay, right. I need to come back. Why, why go to my studio? I need to find a membership. Everyone starts in September, October. Mm -hmm. and, and then, and, yeah. And Elizabeth, if you could, let's say, wave a magic business wand here, a magic wand, a magic business one and, and tap your businesses and have them be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? The perfect studio six fitness, the perfect chain of studio six fitnesses. If I could wave, uh, <laughs> it's really just to get your idea of the perfect business. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I I absolutely, the reasons I opened the studio are not the reasons why I absolutely love it now. Like I love like what we do. I still believe in the method. I still like to do the workout. I still love, and I love teaching and coaching. Um, and I love that I've 
hired and given so many people new starts in industries. You know, like we just did a training program and so many people are going, trying to be an instructor and, and do this because they're passionate about it. But honestly, the, my biggest headache too, as much as everything I love about it is about the people, the biggest headache is the people. You know, like honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, like tonight someone can't work the front desk. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe robots are going to take over, you know, like you just, there's no one at the front desk and then I'd get rid of retail maybe, but um, it, and, you know, I always thought I was going to have six locations because of Studio Six Fitness, because I have six principals. And I just, mm -hmm. after COVID, I was pretty much opening like every two years, 24, 2012, 14, 16, 18 COVID. And now I'm thinking about closing one every two years. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I am, but yeah, um, yeah. but I, 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 I don't know. I think the thing is the issue is the staffing is they're so right now unpredictable. And it just, it's, it's, it's hurting me. I need a way to, I need a way to find a way to motivate and reward people who are backing everybody up. I mean, accidents happen and people are still getting COVID or things happen and you can't, you can't work, but there's always someone who has to back you up yeah. and that person can't always be the owner. And so I need to recognize and reward the people who are always there that's backing everybody up. But, you know, some it's like, I don't need people need the money, like <laughs> you have to yeah. work. Yeah. And, and what are, I mean, at least some steps that maybe you think you need to take so that you could get to that point of where, you know, your, your gym's flowing more of a well-oiled machine, right? So to where it's not falling on you, these little responsibilities to where you get more staffing, um, able to grow your membership a bit. What do you think are some steps that you need to take? to grow my membership a little bit more. Well, I don't know yet. I need to keep, well, I'm looking at maybe uh, trying to add different revenue streams outside of just the fitness. Because, right. you know, when I started the boutique fitness in Texas, there wasn't even a spin studio in Dallas. There was one at Exhale. I mean, there, there was a bar studio at Exhale. There's not one bar studio. And there were some yoga, yogi places, but there was not one spin studio in all of Dallas. Now it was like maybe four or 500. So, I mean, it, the boutique fitness specialty just sort of exploded during the time I was here. Yeah. And so it's like, and now there's so many knockoffs of my workout and my method. And I was the first one to come to Texas. I'm the largest in Texas. Um, but I'm not the only one now. Almost right. every single person who's worked out in my studio started a business, tried to start a business, you know, just like, they're all like, I feel like they're, they're like related to me somehow. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think like, maybe like I mentioned this earlier, I think, uh, you know, health and wellness is more important now than ever, but you can't out train a bad diet. And so maybe adding a course on nutritional counseling or being involved on, you know, adding like either mindfulness part you know, it's like your body, it's not, it's not just your physical presence, you know, right. there's a mental part of it. Working out helps you mentally, but what you eat helps you mentally and, you know, your stress and all that. So, you know, we've tried doing like some mindfulness at the studio, which is really easy to try, but it's kind of hard for people to schedule it. Um, um, and then also maybe look at some nutritional counseling as another 
adding them revenue streams, but also adding a layer of services. Sorry. People feel like they get more out of it. Yeah, so a couple, most of the, the most successful boutique facilities that, that I've spoken with are, you know, they've all made that pivot to post-COVID to trying to become more well-rounded, almost like a one-stop shop yeah. type of facility, right? Um, and being able to offer all these services that people might buy outside of your facility or might have the money, but not even think about buying it until they see it offered with you. Um, and it does provide a lot of benefit. It, it makes yourself stand out compared to everyone that's around you. That's probably price gouging and offering similar things. If you could offer the nutrition piece, you, you were speaking even supplements. Um, it's really all the benefit to you, but, but, but cool. So we know what you want for your business right now, Elizabeth, we know that you have a big passion for your members, for, you know, the team that you surround yourself with. Um, but what is it that, that you want from the business, right? What do you want your businesses to give back to you and your family? Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I've, I mean, you know, it's, it's changed every, every, for me, when my, I started this business, my kids were, had braces and this last year, my kids have graduated from college, one at UT Austin and one at Cal Poly. No grandchildren yet, though. No, 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 oh, yeah. no, 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 thank God. They're 22. I mean, they were 12 and now they're 22. Okay. And so I guess the thing is, I, I, I think of these as all, everything like family and children. I guess I'm just a, a mom and, you know, that's really my purpose. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I feel like. I've seen my kids grow and develop and now they've graduated and they're moving on. And I feel like I've been kind of growing this business and at some point I need to graduate too and move on. And I, I need to like really think through that. There's quite a lot of options. Um, you know, there's a lot of market, a lot of money that's out there floating around. They don't want to be in the market just yet. They want to, they want to try to buy something that's undervalued, but I'm so I have such high ownership. It's really hard for me to let go. And plus I don't, I don't consider, I don't want it to be undervalued. And then I'm always like, do I really want to just sell it and let go? Am I ready to do that? Because now that my kids are like gone, this is sort of my family. I need to kind of still dabble because it gives me purpose. Um, if I can be badass, a badass oh. Elizabeth, I mean, look where you started in the beginning. It wasn't even your purpose to, yeah to blow it up like this and you go from you know coming from a divorce which is hard for a lot of people to yeah. starting your own business to now having four locations and looking and thinking about selling it so so that's awesome that whole path that you've gone down um and i appreciate your time today i think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode before we do sign out of here though please give a shout out to your website your facebook page instagram oh, yeah. um just Everything so the listeners yeah, everything is important. everything is Studio Six Fitness, and that's Studio S T U D I O, the number six fitness, all one word. Studio yes, Six. Yes, you fitness. guys. Yeah, well, we're in Dallas, only in Dallas. Although we do virtual classes, so if you have a mega former, you can do. We still we still have a virtual class. You can look up virtual. 
Perfect, perfect. Elizabeth Lindbergh, you guys, from Studio 6 Fitness out of the Dallas, Texas area. Make sure you check them out. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.